Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. Alright, what's going on people? Back with another episode of What the Game Means to Me. Live. Got special guest, my friend, my brother, my guy, probably now my co-host, or whether it's on this show or a different show, but Daddy is Bill. Um glad to have you on. We finally got you set up and everything. Uh how you doing today, bro? Uh first of all, thanks for having me, bro. It's been a minute. I know we were supposed to get started months ago, but we finally here. Uh, I'm glad to be here and glad to talk from sports, of course. That's sir, sir. All right, man. You know, name of the the uh, podcast is what the game means to me. Of course, we grew up. We played a few few different sports together. Played football and basketball together. Of course, I know you played. Um, we've been playing since you know, little yay high. But so, what uh, what is the game or whatever sport specifically speaks out to you? I know, of course, you play football now, uh, in Carolina. So, what uh, what's the game mean to you? Uh, the game means a lot, bro. I've been playing sports since I was five years old. Uh, football and basketball, even baseball too. It's brought me, I formed a lot of relationships. Some of my best friends now I met through sports. Uh, I have a whole bunch, I made a whole bunch of connections and it's just, sports has been something that's always kept me out of trouble, you know, after school, especially in high school. You didn't, with all that free time, you can do nothing but make bad decisions. But me always being in sports, staying active, just always kept me out of trouble. And it's taught me a lot of things, leadership, accountability, things that I need to know now that will help me out in the real world. And just the game, it's just, it's always been something I can fall back on when I'm not feeling right mentally, when I'm on the field, all that's blocked out. Like I'm not thinking about any of my problems, school, any of that. Yeah. The game, it's, it's just done a lot for me. It's formed relationships, put me where I am now. Mike, you know, we never know, but I could see myself going into a coaching career and this only because of sports, like the connections yeah. I made, the bonds I've created. So, yeah. Of course, of course. I say, growing up, you were my quarterback. I was probably your favorite receiver. Well, I, I, say, I say I was your favorite receiver. I ain't dropping pass all night for a year. But you was, uh, I say, quarterback, uh, Duluth High, of course, you know, playing uh, now in Carolina. So kind of just talk to, uh, you know, people a little bit about, you know, just your transition from, like, when you were younger all the way, you know, to where you are now. And, like, uh, just quarterback position as a whole, like, you know, 
what's it what's it mean to you to be a quarterback of a team a leader of a team and you know have all that type of responsibility um first i'm going to start off with the, the quarterback position uh i don't know me and my dad when we were younger we just used to throw the ball like to it, baseball whatever ball it was just toss it around and i could always throw it a little better than the average kid and when I got to the age of about six or seven, like recess with kids, I just realized one day I always watch football courts, but like at recess, I, one day I'm like, I want to have the ball in my hand, like every play, I want to be able to control like what goes on. And that's, I fell in love with the position. Uh, mm -hmm. Growing up from six, seven, and eight, I wasn't really allowed to play quarterback because you know how that goes, the coach's son stuff. So I finally got the opportunity when I was nine years old and I just took off from there, fell in love with the position. Didn't study it as much as I should have, but I just know quarterback was something I always wanted to do. Of course. And uh, you were saying high school and college, like high school, I'm high school football. It was it was fun. The transition to college is way different because it's a lot more responsibility. The speed of the game is just just way different. The amount of terminology you have to process for just that one week. Mm -hmm. Like in high school, our game plan, our one game plan, that probably be our game plan almost every single game, but. For every single game in college, there's a different game plan with about 50 different plays. Yeah. So I just it's it's been a it was a okay transition. I I learned a lot about myself and a lot about my love for the game. And the transition it it was smooth, but I learned a lot. I made I made some questionable decisions, and it's got me mm -hmm. to where I am now. And I haven't had the most successful college career that I planned on having, like what I envisioned back in ninth or tenth grade. But mm -hmm. I've learned a lot, so this experience has been good, and I took a lot out of it. Of course, of course. Everything, you know, Teddy has a learning experience, especially through the game of sports. Tell of course, what uh, college you go to? You, uh, right now, I go to, I go to Charleston Southern. Um, I'm currently still undecided. I'm probably not going to play football anymore because of what's been going on and me having a, me getting ready to graduate and what's going on in the world. Just trying to, you know, start getting ready to start my life and stuff. But before yeah. Charleston Southern, I was at Livingstone College where I played two yeah. seasons. And before that, I went to prep school for a season. And the experience was good there. Livingstone, I wouldn't say the facilities and the stuff wasn't the best. It was a small D2, but mm -hmm. I made some friends that I'll have for forever, literally. Yeah. Like the people at the school were great, but it was just the football experience wasn't the best. And I definitely, we didn't win that much, but I had probably my funniest coach ever. <laughs> like literally ever. Funnier than Talby, crazier than Talby. Yeah. All that nah, ain't, no, ain't nobody... Well, funnier than Toby, yeah. Ain't nobody crazier than bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can pull up a uh I probably got it on my old computer. Got a uh the video of bro when they you know when they did a little three legged race or whatever and he fell and he oh, twisted his uh he twisted his knee, everybody uh everybody ran over them and stuff. Yeah, yeah Toby wasn't good for that. Toby is hilarious, bro. Yeah, he uh crazy, crazy man. I forgot the the funniest one we ever had though was uh I don't remember his name, but he was only there for one season. He was like a little white fat coach that drove that blue uh Mustang. Um, oh yeah, he was he uh, I forgot his name. He would say all that weird stuff, right? Coach Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would say weird stuff. But he was the funniest one, I swear. I don't remember what game it was, but I remember we were watching on the sideline. It might have been either ninth or I think it was the ninth graders or something. But you remember Mikey Fager? Yeah. He like cause Mikey like ran by somebody and like tried to hand tackle and just fell and then buddy took off running. He was like Nice hand job. Yeah, no, no, no. Dude, I, I remember that. that. I remember that. That was the most. That was the funniest. That probably one of the funniest moments. I always remember that shit. But um, I was thinking about that for for years. I remember that being brought up all the time. Y'all would not yeah, let me let that go. Hilarious. 
couldn't. It was just like, like what? He's saying that in the middle of the game. I agree. It was like the, it was like the first drive too. It was hilarious. But um, what was I about to say? What was I about to say? Can't even think of it. Oh um, I guess back on track with uh, the college thing and everything. Just kind of like your thoughts. Uh, I think who I had. I had one of my uh old, old uh. What's called friends I grew up with that uh, played at Georgia Tech, Kyle Henderson, you know, a few months ago. And of course, he was talking about just the uh, everything that's going on before. You know, we've got college football now. It's been three coming up on four weeks. But um, kind of like your, your thoughts and just because you just said like you kind of a little bit undecided, if you don't want to play or not. Is it has it become because of you know COVID and everything, or how has that uh, I guess played into your decision a little bit? Um, and even people that you may know. Yeah, for for me, um, when I got here, I was kind of like I had to sit out a season. So I had the wrong mindset and I kind of just, I, I messed around my first semester. So I wasn't able to play that uh, in that fall of spring. And then we got a new coaching staff. So I had to make myself known. Like the people that told me to prefer walk on, mm-hmm. they they left the staff, that whole staff got fired. So I had to make myself oh, wow. known and I had to catch up with grades and all. Mm-hmm. So fast track the last season, the season I'm allowed to play after I sit out, I go to my physical and, I remember telling them about my heart beating fast sometimes, but they discovered yeah. an issue which made it worse. And I had to sit out that season. So that messed with my mind. And then this year, getting ready, trying to get ready to get back on the team and get, you know, get situated and yeah. stuff. And then COVID comes. So it's like another break. And it just messed with yeah. me mentally. And I'm kind of, I'm not, my love for the game will always be there. That's part of the reason why yeah. I want to do something like this. But like yeah. mentally, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of ready to move on to get to, whatever job I'm working, whatever field I'm working in, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to try to try just trying to play this last one or two years of football. I'm not going to let that mess up a career opportunity. I have a head. So I'm trying exactly. to, yeah, just trying to, yeah. Move on. but to really answer your question, COVID was part of, it was a small reason, but it was kind of like when they announced that they were pushing everything back, that was kind of like the final decision for me. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. um, what did you think before, you know, like I said, we've already had like three or four weeks, but what did you think was going to happen? Uh, or what was your like, what was your thought process pretty much? Like, did you think like these players that I guess we're saying, you know, the hashtag we want to play or whatever, like, was you kind of like behind that or was you like, nah, like I need to kind of, you know, sit down and chill. Cause, like it was certain, I guess certain, uh, what was it, Pac-12, they pretty much, you know, they writ what, written out a whole like, letter or whatever to yeah 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 basically saying like they don't want anybody to lose eligibility but of course like you know there's all their thoughts and demands and stuff and i agreed a lot with that that article and stuff so kind of like what, what was your thought process on that like what did you think like certain players should do or what I'm would you really, have done yeah i'm 50 50 bro to be honest mm-hmm. because i feel some of those people like those people that have been through crazy injuries think about some of those people that have had like they broke their leg or tore their acl so they haven't played the last two seasons they've been fighting back and this is their senior year. Like, they're, they're trying to go to the draft. They're trying to get drafted, mm-hmm. put on for scouts, and they can't play. But at the same time, some people, like, are looking at the medical side, the drastic effect it can have. Because mm-hmm. I think the re- the main reason why the Big Ten was canceled at first was because the doctors found something. It was some type of little heart disease that happened mm-hmm. in, like, 30% of the players that got COVID. And you don't want anything like that to spread. Exactly, but, yeah. But that's the main reason I'm 50-50. Like, I feel people, why they want to play. But then again, health is more important. You don't want anybody dying because what, what happens if an NCAA athlete dies? Like, they yeah, probably yeah. got to shut the whole thing down. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be heavy on their hands. And they already got, you know, people that really don't really aside or agree with the things that they do already. So, yeah, I hear that. I was kind of, you know, that's kind of what we had talked about with other people as well, or other people, but Kyle 
as well. Like that, just that 50, 50 portion of it. Like, you know, I understand why people have to go out there and play, like you said, like they're trying to get, you know, drafted, like they need that extra year of, you know, filming everything for scouts. And then other people on the other hand, like, you know, either incoming freshmen or sophomores or people that registered it. It's like, they just don't want to lose that eligibility year. But, you know, of course they want to continue to stay on the team and play. Cause that's the one thing that I, I when I uh, read that little um, article, I felt like they would sneak and do that type thing. Like, you know, kick some people off the team because they didn't want to play this year and, you know, wanted to sit out and, like, basically, like, they lose a spot or a scholarship. And I feel like that's – obviously, that's grimy as hell. So. Yeah, like, that's – I'm glad they came up with with some type of plan to freeze mm. everybody's clock that decides not to play because mm. literally for choosing health over – those people don't really care about you. They care about yeah. the money you're going to bring in when you play. Mm-hmm. You know, NCAA sports, that's a, that's a strict business, like mm. – in college for the last four to five years, I've learned like it's literally a business. There's no way yeah. around it. Money, money yeah. matters. Yeah, money, money motivates, money moves. That's all. That's all that matters. But um, yeah, man. Of course, you know I kind of already knew a little bit, but appreciate you for you know sharing your story and sharing your thoughts and everything with the people. Um, of course, we're going to talk about it some more. We're going to do a lot of different fun, you know, game segments, talk about some memories and everything. We actually probably get into that now before I see the background. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals and everything from last night and then also talk a little bit about uh, tonight's game with uh, Thursday Night Football. It's going to be pretty boring, but, you know, we'll give our thoughts and opinions and stuff on that. We also in a um, fantasy football league together. We've been in one since pretty much high school, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. That actually – beat me by like 15 points last week but it's only because i ain't putting none of my my whole bench out for my starters and i still had a chance to win in the end but all in all i already know i'm gonna win the lead that's probably the only loss i'm gonna take to be honest, I'm gonna be honest if you look if you, if you look top, top to bottom if you look at my roster if i just get like one solid number one receiver no one's gonna beat me that's all i really need but i don't i don't know if anybody want to trade in the lead but we'll see like from from your from your end you had to deal with – I don't know how you got – I swear, you must have just had higher priority, but you got Mike Davis, and I, I remember I put in a waiver claim for him, but you had Christian McCaffrey as your pick. I thought your season was over with, so. Yeah, but that's my Yeah, Mike Davis, yeah, of course. But when Christian McCaffrey comes back, it probably what? It probably not three, three, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll be all set. Jonathan Taylor, that was a good little – I don't know if you already had him or if you picked him up as well. No, nah, he was he was one of my sleeper picks, especially uh, um, he was on my bench. But then when uh, Marlon Mack towards Achilles the first game, I was like, yeah, he's, he's gonna be. Oh yeah, he's in, he started. Yeah, because I got I think I got Hines. I got Naheem Hines. And they, they run the ball because they got the best O line in the league to me. Yeah, they do. So, but was it the first? Well, the first the game that he got hurt. That's the game that Hines went off. But then yeah. next game. Next game, they gave him the ball like three, four times. I was like, wow. I'm lucky. Well, luckily, I didn't have to put him in because I got Jacobs. I got Elliott. I got um, David Johnson. Well, I got I got James Robinson. I got your boy from uh, Jacksonville. Well, I got like oh, uh, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I got Robinson. Yeah, they, be, they be feeding him, so that's a solid yeah. pick. And that's, why I lost, that's why I lost against you because I didn't have him in. I didn't think they – like, I, saw, I knew they was feeding him, but I didn't think – like his numbers were straight. I guess it was because in the in the receiving game, he's a receiving threat as well. So he had like eighty six yards. Yeah, we were uh, eighty six yards. So that's really what took it over the top. So I, I know to put him in this year, um, this week. So he's gonna be pretty much a starter from here on out. But yeah, yeah he's our number one, bro, for sure. Uh, Chris Thompson gets probably like ten plays a game, and that's just a block or pass pro, or he's going out to the flats. He's a scat back. That's it. But James yeah, Robinson, yeah. he's doing everything. Before I guess we talk about a little bit about your fantasy team, I want to. I guess you got to tell people also, like, 
where yo, because no one knows yet your teams, but your football team is, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, and ain't many of y'all out there at all. So just kind of, I guess, you give the people a little bit of background, like how that became your team. Um, for one, I was born in Jacksonville, didn't live there very long, lived there a, a year or two, a couple of years, but uh, my mom worked for the Jaguars from 94 to about 1998. So mm. it was just born in me. Like I remember, I remember going to a couple games when I'm young. I just visually remember being there. I don't remember who they played, none of that. But mm. since I've been about six years old, I've been watching every Jaguars game. Like we don't have a choice. You're a Jaguars fan and you're a Florida State fan in the household. So that's just how it goes. Yeah, and it's crazy. I don't even know how I'm really. Well, I know how I'm your friend, obviously through sports. But like, I was all looking. At, like, if I was just like looking at the team that you play, I'm like, I mean, team that you like, I'd be like, ain't no way in hell. There's no way we can be friends. Florida State, because I'm. You already know I'm U. I'm a U.S. guy. I'm a U.S. guy. Florida Gators all day. We probably gonna win the national championship this year. We looking. Nah, good. you and now saying that every year. Y'all gonna beat us though. I'm gonna be honest. We suck. I told everybody. Oh yeah, y'all at the G. Y'all was the Georgia Tech. It's over with for y'all. We're not gonna be competitive for 22. To 2022, y'all been saying y'all not going to be competitive for a certain amount of time, or y'all been thinking y'all going to be competitive for a certain amount of time. So. I said when Jimbo left, I didn't think it was going to get that bad, but once it got that bad, I see we needed a whole. We just need new everything, bro. I don't know what it is, but we can't tackle. We can't do things that high school kids can do, bro. So. Yeah, I can't do anything. No, y'all looking sad, and I mean it was the right decision to let uh I forgot coach that y'all had before bro go yeah, and bring yeah. in yeah and bring in Norvell, but still I don't know how much of a job he gonna be able to do either to be honest. So we already know who. We're gonna take. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, but you know me, I ride it out for my teams. The Jaguars, we've never won a Super Bowl. We had that one year where we I thought we we're gonna make it all the way, and it's been back to the regular Jags. But I'm I'm gonna stick with my squads through it all. Got to loyalty. Yeah, I, forget, I almost forget. It, it, it'd be so. It was so drastic. I forgot y'all was even winning the AFC conference. Uh, you know, game in yeah. that in that year. Uh, what was that? What two thousand? Was it seven? Nah, it was seven. the year we lost. Yeah, it was seventeen. Seventeen. Year. Yeah, that we lost the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, it, like now y'all pretty much got a whole new team. I got how many? How many people from that team y'all still got on y'all squad now? To be honest, I have to think from that defense, everybody is gone, but Miles Jack, is he still there? Bro, literally, Miles Jack is the only person. We gave up, we gave away Ronnie Harrison, AJ Boyer because of age and cap, Calais because of cap, Jalen Ramsey, Puzlesny retired. All our safeties were old, like Barry Church and Gibson. They were old. Yeah. We just we have we have nobody, bro. We got we got some good young pieces, and we got Schobert from the Browns, but from our defense is depleted. That secondary needs some work. Like, yeah. to we let Fitzpatrick go, what, like 16 for 17 for like 320, bro? It didn't even – like his his one incompletion might have been a throwaway, so we need some work, bro. We need some yeah. work. I need work overall, but I can't – I guess I can't even really talk. Man, I, I got a game up on I, us. I was <laughs> I got, on you to bring that up, bro. Nah. Yeah, you did it. Nah, uh, I was looking my fault. My dad said, "Go Giants." I I'll talk to you later about that. That's a that's a no go. Y'all are zero and three as well, looking terrible. Danny Dimes is horrible. I want to say out for the year. And uh, my guy Jeff actually asked, you know, is Minshew your dude? Do you? I guess you ride with him. Um, I'm still undecided. He has some bright spots, but I need since I played the quarterback position, I know that consistency matters. So you can't go 19 for 20 one week and then be 13 for 30 the next week. So 
we're gonna need a little consistency, but I wouldn't mind if we tank for Trevor, you know. Yeah, I feel like that should be the an answer, and that's off regard. Like you said, I think I saw you tweet the other day. It's like y'all can't even tank correctly. Y'all be doing won the first game. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, won the first game off the rip. But yeah, um, I was gonna try to slide by the Falcons talk, but you know, I guess I gotta you know take it head on. So zero and three, it's all right. Uh, it's not like we got blown out in none of the games. We're just losing in fashions and ways I ain't never seen before in my life. But, uh, you know, it's the same thing with y'all, our, our, or not offense. Our defense is young and just inexperienced and really just not that good as a whole. Isaiah Oliver, I said it from the beginning. I said it on Monday when I did did the show with, uh, with one of my childhood, childhood friends, Ryan. I said Isaiah Oliver was terrible, right? When we, when we picked him in the second round, I was like, he going to suck. I already know he's going to suck. He's terrible. He needs, he needs to be cut immediately. Like, sorry. He didn't give up the last last two weeks. Like, I know it ain't really his fault overall, but, like, the, the plays that he be giving up, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, coming out of halftime, like I said, he whipped on the jam. Metcalf just swam him. He not fast at all. Um, why is he – stop you real quick. Why is he even trying to jam DK out of all people? I don't know. I mean, there was a, there was a man coverage. There was one single safety high. I understand, like you know, I guess they it, the the call was you know press man coverage, but you know, I, and I saw I don't know. Obviously, I follow the Falcons or whatever, and I think he talked about it, and I talked about it on Monday. So he's talking about uh, it was a footwork thing and not like anything else. It was just a footwork and technique thing. And I was like, that's that's so. You know, you're just like that's just a flex. There's no way. I'm like, bro, I'm looking at the tape. And I know I'm not, obviously, I'm not the best. I'm only the best corner in the world or whatever. But I can tell, like, if you whiff on the jam, your foot, like, he whiffed on the jam. His foot was in front of his other foot. DJ swam him. Ain't no way he was catching him. So it's like, just technique-wise, it was terrible. Like, it was all hands. He couldn't jam. He couldn't get up on him. And he's not fast enough to keep up with him. So, I mean, I guess that was just a play call. It was a fourth down. I don't really know if it's, it's him. Yeah, it's him and his technique. But I don't even know if that's, I don't know if that was the greatest Fourth down, you know, defensive play I mean, call either. It was fourth and short, so I understand. Yeah, it was like fourth and short, but, you know, yeah, like you said, like, what are you about to say? No, I was saying on fourth and short, I understand that to jam, but you got to know your personnel. Like, DK is yeah. a receiver. If you miss at the line, the result is what happened, which was a TD. Exactly. Is that what you're talking about when he got burned? Yeah, on yeah, that's exactly what Yeah, I, I remember watching that play. I didn't know it was him. And I have a friend of mine that went to Livingstone with me. We played football together. Like every mm-hmm. every Sunday before the game, he posts on his Instagram and he'll tag Isaiah Oliver and be like, can't wait till we get your trash ass out of the city. So <laughs> you know, I don't like him. Yeah, no, nah, him, is, like I said, I, I ain't like him since we picked him. And then I remember specifically that uh, I went to the game. It was a Bengals game. And it wasn't his fault, but his hand was right there. Like, if he literally would have had, like, put this much more effort into it, he would have slapped the ball, and we would have won the game. But A.J. Green caught it in the back of the end zone. Oh, no, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that was on that little corner route. Was he was, it was on the corner route. That was, it I think, was, that was yeah. his fault, bro. Yeah. And probably, yeah, I was like, overall, it was probably his fault. I was saying, like, I think it was – but he was playing – I think he was playing nickel at the time. So, I mean, yeah. I think he was playing Nick at the time, and True Font was on the outside. Somebody was on the outside. Kendall Sheffield, or not Kendall Sheffield, it was probably True Font. Um, oh, Alfred, one of the two. I don't even remember. But I just know he was in the play somewhere, and he yeah. just couldn't touch the ball, couldn't get the ball. And I was like, from then on, I knew before then, but that solidified it for me. I hadn't liked him since then. And then, of course, we got AJ Terrell. Um, what do you think about him so far? 
Man, I don't like it either. I I was down on the pick right when we right when we drafted him. I was I was really high on I don't even know why, but I feel like this past Sunday kind of proved a little bit why. I was really high on Trayvon Diggs. That's mm-hmm. who I really wanted. If we wasn't gonna get C.J. Henderson, um, yeah. or Akuda, obviously we wasn't because we nineteen pick. Um, what you call it? I wanted Trayvon Diggs just because that SEC, you know, SEC competition that blue blood. And he he had been a great corner since he had been there, so. I just felt like he had more of the one. He like to me, like he just he's one. He's bigger. I think he. I know he's bigger for sure. He has a lot more weight on him. I think he's about the same height. Um, and just that coaching tree, like where he's coming from. Yeah, I like you know. Yeah, I mean that obviously Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. That you know, it's solidified as well. Like what they've been doing the past few years, but he also just didn't match up with our scheme. Like we run a lot of zone for mm-hmm. some reason. Well, obviously I know why we run a lot of zone. Our uh, our defensive backs aren't really that great, but we run a lot of zone schemes and he's in at Clemson. They ran a lot of man. He's like a man, you know, I guess like a man, you know, cover corner and his weakness was zone. And, you know, that just doesn't make sense. Like matchup wise, scheme wise, we're getting, if we run a lot of zone, why get a corner that is weakness? His whole weakness is, you know, zone in general. So, I mean, a lot, the first two games that he played, like they didn't really pick on him, but I was looking specifically at him just to see like, like, you know, his plays and, like, if he was comfortable and stuff because they were saying a lot of good things coming out of training camp. But those first two games, like I said, they didn't really pick on him because they could pick on Isaiah Oliver, but he was playing pretty trash as well. But now I'm thinking about it. He did – they did pick on him because I forgot he was covering Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Lockett was killing him every time on mm-hmm. little crossing routes or, you know, little dig routes, whatever the case may be, killing him. So, And now you're on the COVID list, and we ain't got no other corners. Everybody hurt on our team, so I don't really know. That's just that's kind of like my feeling. I just wish we got a different corner, but I'm gonna ride with him. Um, you know, he's a hometown boy, hometown kid. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, and he's his first year. You know, learning curve. You know, learning growth. So I mean, I think he'll be better than Isaiah Oliver. I eventually think he'll within the next two two years he'll probably you know shape up to be our our number one corner, of course. But of course. I don't know. Just like throwing him in the fire in this type of year, and obviously they ain't have no training camp. They ain't have no. You know, regular OTAs, they have no, nothing regular. So, you know, it just kind of kind of feels like he was thrown into the fire, which was going to have to happen because we ain't had no corners to begin with. So, I mean, but, yeah, when you're a first-round pick, that's somewhat expected for every position except for quarterback. But, yeah. yeah. But how do you feel like – I'm going to stay on him. I want to stay on him for, like, one more minute and, like, get you yeah. – Like, what do you – how do you feel when y'all draft him based off the national championship? Because if you watch – Oh, saw yeah. Eight, yeah, Jason, Chase, and Jefferson, and Marshall. Yeah, that was pretty oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what everybody really knows him for. Like the people that don't that didn't really like you know watch college football or watch Clemson. Yeah, all, like, you, just, you know that national championship game. All he was being torched by every single receiver that would line up in front of him. Well, like and, that's they were saying. Yeah. He was getting beat so bad by Chase. They they put him on Jefferson or Marshall, the number two and number yep. three. It was the same. And result. they were the same they result. That's what I'm saying. But those receivers, those receivers is tough though. Jamar Chase is tough. Jefferson yeah. tough too. I think I like Jamar Chase a little bit better. But they, they both, they all, all three were tough. So I was like, all right, it'll be a tough matchup regardless. But yeah, he was just getting torched, and I knew everybody was gonna remember that. I remembered it as well too. So, but thing is, like you know, I've seen him play in other games as well. I know he wasn't you know as terrible as he played that game, but that's the last thing. That's the last thing that's in everybody's mind. That's the last thing we pretty much had to go based off of because. Mm-hmm. You know, just the type of offseason that we had, like, he ain't really, they ain't really, yeah, they did have a regular combine, my fault. But 
Still, you know, that's just the last memory in everybody's head. Just like we're gonna draft, you know, that guy. Um, but you know, I guess like I said, they saw something in him. Maybe our scouts, you know, Thomas and me dropping everything. They saw something in him. I guess that uh, caught their eyes where they feel like he can be our number one corner and everything. But personally, like I said, I wasn't high on the pick. I still don't really know right now. Like I said, and it's gonna be even tough to say because like I said, he's on the COVID list. He gonna miss this week. Missed last week. Um, when he comes back to play, is he gonna be ready? So, wait. So is it this week? Yeah, we play Green Bay. We play on no, Monday. I don't. Think, oh, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Just because he got put on the he got put on the list. Literally, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was the day before the game. Last yeah, day before the game. And like, typically, what's the? Is it typically ten days? I mean, that would be what? Yeah, seven to ten. That would be that would be on the cusp of that'd be nine days, nine or ten days. I don't remember which one it is, but. I don't think it's a, only because y'all play on Monday, maybe, but I don't think there's a good chance of him playing. Yeah, no, nah, more than likely not. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No type of, like, he just, I don't know what he's doing. He's sitting in the house, but yeah, that's pretty much, it, it's going to be hard. So like, is he going to be able to just get back, like, come back in and pick it up? Especially, like, especially if we lose this week, that's like 0-4 start, Um, gets thrown to, like I said, gets thrown back into the fire. If he is even starting again, hopefully we're getting Kendall Sheffield back. Um, And either they're going to, they either gonna have him starting, or they are gonna demote Oliver and then have AJ and Kendall Sheffield starting. I don't know really what they are gonna do. Our cornerback situation looking terrible as a whole. Yeah, y'all need to figure it out because y'all play the Packers and Aaron Rodgers been looking pretty good. But, yeah, I was about to say yeah, but with Devonte out. Yeah, I was about to say with Devonte out. That's exactly what I was about to say. He's been looking good. So I mean, the one thing I will, I'm holding on to. I'm hoping like a lot of our starters come back this week because we was playing without, without a lot of them last week and obviously you saw we should have still won the game but we're playing with a lot out we're playing without a lot of them last week and hopefully if we get really just that deep in the line if we get if we get if we're able to get Grady back if we're able to get attack back if we're able to get a Khan, he's linebacker of course but we're just able to get guys healthy on the front seven I think we can get some pressure on him because the thing is like that first game the Cowboys game and Seahawks game, we've been getting more pressure than we normally have been the last few years. So, like, if we're able to get a little bit of pressure, I mean, it's Rodgers, he's still probably not going to get rattled. He's going to adjust and everything. But, I mean, that's what I'm hoping on. But if we we have no type of pass rush, if we playing with second, third strings out there, and, you know, we get him, yep, it's field day. Rodgers might put up 60 on us, honestly. Like, literally, that's one of the things he's known for is improvising. If y'all give him time to sit around in the pocket and direct people to get open, all he's going to do is extend plays and just – it's going to be a long day. Like, Yeah, and then we still got to worry about Aaron Aaron Jones. Like, we're not the biggest team and we're not the greatest tacklers either. So, let them get a rhythm, you know, from the start of the game, either running or throwing the ball. It's going to be a long day for us. But that's what I'm – the thing I'm hoping on is, is, like, they haven't played bad. It's just they don't know – they've been – like, they've they been playing bad, like, through the first three quarters. It's just, like, they don't know how to finish, and they just be making dumb plays. They make dumb plays and just get flustered when, like, something small happens. Like, even last week when Allen Robinson scored that touchdown, like, we were still we were still up. Oh, we were still up. You're all up three after that. We're still up three after that, and I won't put it all on the players. Last week was definitely a lot of the play calling. Like, Dirk Cutter got to go. Like, we had a, we had a drive where we threw the ball three times in a row, and the drive lasted 11 seconds. That made no sense to me at all. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why would like why why would we get tired early? Literally, why, why do we even have a lead like right now? What was the point of throwing the ball three times in a row and giving it right back to him, like on a short field? Because we threw it, we was like on the 20, like it was somewhere between the 15 or 20 yard line. I'm like, it just makes no sense. Like, I could have went out there and 
the offensive coordinator. So it's like it's not all the players. It's definitely a lot of the coaching coaching staff, coaching tree. So like when Dan Quinn goes, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we can't have no interim head coach like on this staff. It's like if Dan Quinn go, everybody got to go. The only everybody one I make, every, literally everyone has to go. The only we one I may think about keeping is Raheem Morris. Yeah, that's the only one. You said the only one. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Whoever, uh, yeah, yeah, the one that had to, you know, that got demoted or whatever. I think it was Raheem Morris, but that's the only one I may consider just because he he a, he a brother, he black, he on the coaching staff, and that's the only one I would give a chance. Everybody else got to go, <laughs> got to go. So yeah, I don't really know what we're gonna do. Quick little fact, you know that's um Makai's cousin, right? It is. Yeah. when he that's uh crazy. when he was the head coach for the Bucks, I think mm. like Makai would have tickets and all that. But yeah, that's his cousin. Oh wow, that's what's up. Yeah. I had no clue. Makai, well, I guess you probably told you I'd be keeping a little stuff on the low. I had no clue mm. about that. No, nah, this was when I was younger. I remember that. But yeah, the, yeah, I don't know why your staff isn't gone, bro. Like after last week, after they did it twice, there's no way. Yeah. I've been waiting on the notification ever since. It's like <laughs> I don't think. It's just no way, and I talk about our money too. It's just I don't think there's any way he's gonna get fired this year. Like they, I don't think is it's just it's just they in a bad spot. It's just overall is bad in general because they fire him. They would say he's an interim head coach on his same staff, and I don't really trust nobody as an interim head coach on his staff. And most of the time, you know, head coaches don't really get fired in like that anyway. Plus, it's like and like at the end of it, at the end of it all, it's basically like he just admitted fault, like. Everybody said he should have been gone after the season last year, but he wasn't. They gave him an extra year, another year to prove himself, and he off to another terrible start in, you know, in Falcon fashion. So it's like they got to stick with him for the rest of the year, and that's just I guess what's, what's going to have to be. So I don't know. It's looking like another uh, rough season, but, I mean, I'm going through the same thing, and I've been going through it forever. So I'm kind of – But y'all, I feel like – I feel like – I mean, I don't know. Y'all might not be in that bad of shape. I don't think y'all really gonna tank for Trevor, honestly. Y'all not, not y'all not gonna be in that bad of shape. Not because y'all gonna be competitive. Y'all playing great. Yeah, I, the first game I was just surprised, bro. Like I'm like, why are we winning? The second game I watched the whole second game versus the Titans, and we literally like in years past when we get down, we're kind of like Duluth, bro. I know it's a bad analogy. <laughs> we get down 14, like in high school, people will be like, "All oh, games over," you know, everybody yeah. dropping their heads. In years past, we got blown out by 50, but they came back down from 14 twice. So I'm like, this team might yeah. be a little different. Like, Yeah, they got that. Yeah, on Thursday, they got that, edge, that mentality. Yeah. I had some faith, though, but Thursday wasn't very good. That was a, wasn't very That's long. true. Yeah, y'all, y'all lost to Fitzpatrick. Yeah. It wasn't looking good. Like, the whole game, just like, yeah, nah. No, we're playing from behind. Um, yeah, that's, like, that's pretty much what it was. Was it 31-13? Yep, and we were down 14-0. Like, literally, their first, their first drive, they didn't have one third down. Like, they were just – the moving the ball. Fitzpatrick, bro. They don't have – I mean, they have a couple decent receivers. We know Preston because, I, like, we played against him in 707 in high school, but mm-hmm. him and Devontae Parker are the only weapons I think they have. Yeah, exactly. But I guess that's really all they need. And we yeah. uh, back uh, with Gaskins or something like that. It's coming no, out they have a lot of backs, though. Jordan oh, Howard. Yeah, they got Jordan Howard, yeah. Yeah, so they got the, that rotation. Um, Gaskins. Breeder, right. too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still, it's still again, y'all got a game up on us. And in our division, two, Houston, what, 0 uh, 3? We're, uh, no, we're in second. No, yeah, we're in third place, third. Uh, the Tennessee, Colts are 2 1. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. I forgot about Tennessee. Yeah. Three and then, Tennessee so. um, Indy is 2 and 1 because they beat the Vikings last. Vikings. No, they beat 
Jets. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, still, like I said, y'all gonna be competitive, and y'all, y'all definitely, y'all gonna probably get a game or two in that division. I, I like, mean, that's I, what I'm for, bro. As a fan, like, yeah. if, even if we lose on Sunday, like, I want to be competitive. Feel like my team's in the game. I'm not trying to be down 21-0 in the first quarter. Would you take it like? Uh, would you rather, as a fan, would you take the losses like that you feel like y'all are gonna take, like just being competitive, or the losses that we take it? Because like, no, nah, I'd rather. No, nah, I'm not trying to lose the way you guys are losing, bro. I'm sorry. Being up 17, like, four. I don't, I don't get it, bro. Like, didn't y'all learn from the Super Bowl? I, I understand <laughs> don't be like conservative, but run some clock, bro. Like y'all can run yeah. seconds at a time. I don't be understanding. It's like a whole different, it's like a switch that's be going off in their brain. Like, all right, let's start doing dumb shit. Like, let's do or dumb the, stuff. The game's over. We already won. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense, like, at all to throw the ball three times straight and only to hold it for 11 seconds. Like, wh- like where, where's like, because there's a play clock. Like, they threw, obviously, they threw it on the first, first down. Like, all right, cool. It was, and it was like three bad throws. They wasn't great throws. They weren't good throws at all because they all obviously in completion. So it's like they wasn't good play calls either. But I think I saw somewhere they was like, why did y'all hire, you know, other guys to run another man's like offensive system? Which because I think like Dirk Cutter, I think he did. He doesn't try to mix in. He tried to keep it like the same since we since the Super Bowl run. Um, him and uh, we took what you call it for granted. I forgot his name. Uh, offensive coordinator at uh, Alabama right now. Oh. Sarkeesian. He's in jail now, right? Yeah. Dave yeah. Ball, something like that. Brian Davis. No, 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 Sarkeesian. Oh, Sarkeesian. We, we, we had him right after uh, what you call it, left to San Francisco. So oh. Both of them, yeah, yeah, after Kyle Shannon left. So it was like both of them, they've been trying to like mold his, his offense also into theirs and like combine it, and it just don't really work like that. It don't work. Yeah, I, I mean, if you bring somebody in, why not let them run their system, especially if it's been successful at other places, even though yeah. the NFL's not other places? But I feel like, yeah, that's in college at a high level. You should at least give it a shot for a year yeah. or two. I'd rather take Sarkeesian back. Like, I was real, I was real down on him that first year he came in, but that second year, it was really just all defense, all injuries, and all defense because Matt Ryan's numbers are better than his MVP season last um, year, right? Yeah, the, yeah, last well, was no, nah, Cutter was what his last year, the year before that, the year before that, last year, bro. Wasn't he like 38 and seven, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, he still had a good season last year as well. It's just again injuries. And and then, it's been that for so long, just injuries and defense. So for y'all, I feel like offense. I mean, y'all haven't had the best coordinators at times, but y'all always y'all don't really have a problem putting up points. It's usually the defense, in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's even always, the game, bro, I understand like y'all was doing dumb stuff, but y'all put up thirty points. I think they made a stat, bro. Like teams that score thirty some points have over four hundred total yards and no turnovers are like a hundred and something and zero and you're all the first loss. Oh yeah. Well, we made history back to back weeks. If we ain't gonna do nothing else, we're gonna make some history somehow, some way. Always on the wrong side of it though. But yeah, I forgot what this week was. This week, um, it probably was, you know, first team to blow back to back four quarter leads of fifteen plus points. And it was something else. I know it was two things that I've seen, but um I'm gonna hop off them. I can't do it no more. You about to Y'all gotta don't it doesn't get any easier too. That's what makes it worse for y'all. Yeah, because we we got that tough stretch down, and that's what I was saying too. Like we have a tough stretch down the end. And I was saying we're gonna lose to y'all's game. I already knew we were gonna lose against the Seahawks, and I was like, we should beat the Cowboys. They're basically like us, but we're, you know, we just have more 
not Kamara. We got we've been we've been basically just been together long. We got you know they had a new staff, they got a new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator, new head coach, all that. Like I just felt like I was gonna play a part in it because they had a young defense and you know, but and also a young offense, but they have an offense that can score. So I was like, all right, we'll lose against the Seahawks, we'll beat the Cowboys, and we should beat the Bears, and we're probably losing against the Packers. So I was like, come, we're gonna come out two and two, regardless of anything that happens. We should win one of the first. We should win two of the. We should win two games and lose two games. And more than likely, like I said, in that order. And obviously, it should have happened exactly how I'm saying it. Like, lose against Seahawks, because I didn't really feel like we were ever going to win that one. Beat the Bears, beat the Cowboys. More than likely, lose to the Packers. But I really was like, we could beat the Packers as well, because we've had, every time we play them, we have a lot of success. We always put up points against them, because their defense hasn't always been that great. It's just really worrying about Aaron Rodgers and keeping him contained. And we always play them close, like, no matter what, whether we're playing in Green Bay or we play them. You know, in Atlanta, and last time I think we played them, we we blew them out <laughs> to go to the championship. So I was like, we can beat, we can easily win that game too. So two and two, three and one start is what we should be looking at. But definitely looking like an zero and four. We'll pick up our first win off the uh, Panthers. We we'll probably pick up our first two wins off the Panthers, honestly, because I forgot who we playing between there. But we probably losing them too. Mm-hmm. Without CMC, I have a good chance. But don't sleep on them. If they had a better better quarterback, I'm not a hater of Teddy Bridgewater. I've just never been the biggest fan. But they yeah. got some threats. Like, Robbie Anderson, he slept on, in my opinion. And DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, they, they can run. So, y'all second oh, yeah. a weak link, so we'll see. That is true. Hopefully, we get. Hopefully we got a defensive court. Like, hopefully they're able to game plan against that. But probably not. We're probably going – I feel like we're going into the same week doing the same stuff every single uh, every single week. So, I feel like ain't nothing changing. They probably just be going through the motions and shit. So. Some got to give, man. I, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. We'll figure out and we'll see it soon, hopefully. I mean, I ain't going to count us out yet. Our division is still 2-1, 1-2, and, one, one and, and then 2-1-2 and two is the only three. So we're really only two games back. That's how I see it. So got to keep hope. Got to keep faith. Think about it. There's an extra spot this year, too. Playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But the NFC is just so stacked. That extra, two extra, two, three of them extra playoff spots come, probably coming from the NFC West. So Because they got Rams, they got Seahawks, they got 49ers. Once they get back healthy, they'll be fine. Even everybody in that division is two and one besides Seahawks, they're three and oh. So yeah, I was about that whole, to, whole I, division might go, honestly. I was, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like just because there's an extra spot, all four teams could go this year. You never know. Yeah. It, it but it would take of course like being that they gotta play each other so many times, like someone definitely gonna lose around like, you know, at least four games, four or five games. So yeah, they'll beat that whole division. Like they'll beat up on each other. Together. Yeah, exactly. But so that's what that's pretty much my prediction. Somebody's got, like two, three teams for sure is like coming out of there. Jared Goff looks a lot better as well. But we're gonna move on uh, a little bit. We'll probably get back to the the you know we'll end off Thursday night football, or whatever. Like I said, it'd be pretty boring. But we're gonna talk about NBA Finals a little bit. Of course, last night was the first game. You know, LeBron's my guy. Lakers looked he looked pretty good. Anthony Davis looked pretty good. Lakers as a whole looked decently good, but they ain't finished that great. Um, first, I guess your, just your initial reaction, and then you know how many games you thought or think it's gonna go to. Um, for me, I don't, I don't know why. Yesterday, I didn't watch the whole game. Maybe it was because of how bad it just got, and I just knew the outcome. But mm-hmm. my thoughts, I was, I wasn't surprised because I was just always wondering how Miami would match up, like how they'd be able to stop AD. Like I know Bam's a good player, but AD's a different monster, and he has height on everybody. Like their tallest player is six nine, so. Exactly. I just felt they would struggle. Um, I wasn't surprised. In Miami zone has got them this far, 
So mm-hmm. I understand why they're using it, but I felt like they were going to get out of it because the Lakers couldn't miss really. Yeah. Last night. And then when yeah. you have somebody like LeBron, especially when LeBron and Rondo on the court, those are two basically quarterbacks out there. Like mm-hmm. they make the right pass. When you run a zone versus them, like they can hurt you. All they got to do is make the shot. And last night, like KCP, Danny Green, I can't even remember who else was hitting shots, but those two guys made them pay. Yeah. And for my for my outcome, I feel like Miami is a gritty team. They're going to fight. With Drogic being out, and well, Drogic and Bam don't play anymore this series, well, I feel like Bam will play a little more. But if he doesn't, it will be a sweep. But I think Miami will get a game for sure. I think they'll get one for sure, maybe two. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with five. If I was betting in Vegas, I would say five. Yeah. I'm thinking – I've been saying – well, since the beginning, like, every series has been pretty much the same way. Like – you know, four one, four one, four one. Where they get that game, first game or second game. So mm-hmm. I think this is going five as as well. I think, like you said, he just had they had a great run. They they had like honestly, I guess putting it you know side by side, they might have had a tougher run than the Lakers through the playoffs, to be honest. And they mm-hmm. you know, a lot they're a pretty physical team, and been, they've been playing pretty much hard you know since they've you know gotten into the bubble. So. The one thing I had said before going to the series, I was like, whether they play the Heat or they face Boston, they're going to be playing a team that's going to play the the whole 48 minutes. So the Lakers going to have to, you know, play. Because, you know, you be seeing them sometimes, they body language be terrible after somebody scores or, you know, cuts or whatever, and then scores or hits a big three. Their body language just be terrible. And then mm-hmm. also, like, they just don't play hard the whole time because they be relying, you know, a lot on AD and, and LeBron. Um and also there's also this you know obviously the the scoring low and you know we've been looking for that third option the whole year who is it going to come from and it really ain't been kuzma um luckily rondo stepped up a lot in, in these games um has played big um also kcp to a sense as well even dwight on the defensive end so my whole thing was like ain't no way like they're, they're the biggest longest more most athletic team in the league so the heat Ain't going, they're not going to be able to match them like that. What the Heat pretty much pride themselves on is, you know, playing hard. They're gritty. They're tough. They can hit shots. They play defense, and they play like they play the whole forty-eight minutes, you know, to their fullest. But last night kind of showed. Like I guess I didn't see the whole game either because I had a I had a practice. But I remember when I was looking at it on my phone, they was up like twenty-three or ten or something like that. It was up more. more it was up by ten points at least. And then I got yeah, home. They were. I got home by halftime and I was looking at like, dang, like Lakers almost up by a dub. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, like, and then I see, I guess, you know, they talk about it at halftime and stuff. And that's why I'm going to be, and what I'm about to say is like pretty much the key of the series, just like whether they're going to hit shots like that throughout the whole series. They hit shots like that throughout the whole series. And like you said, so, Drogic is out and Bam isn't, you know, Bam isn't to his fullest, you know, potential capability. Like he's hurt. It's going to be over with quick. It might be a sweep, honestly. Because that's the one thing, like, throughout the, the season and really the playoffs, the Lakers ain't really been shooting that great outside of, you know, a few people, obviously, AD and um, LeBron. Like, KCP's always suspect. He's like, yeah, you know, him, him and Danny Green are set. Like, the shooters, the shooters on the team are always suspect. Like, you never know whether they're going to hit or not. So, um, but, you know, their defensive presence kind of helps. Like, we know they're a good defensive team, but it's just like that scoring-wise. You can't just, you know, always put it on those two guys. But – if they shoot like they did last night, it might just it might be overweight like now, like quickly. And another thing, because uh, LeBron too, you know everybody like I was thinking before season like they got a lot of guys to throw at them. They can throw Crowder, they can throw Dollar, they can throw Jimmy, even to an extent at times whether whoever they have in at the lineup they can maybe throw Bam at them. But 
it didn't matter who they threw at him last night, honestly. He, he was just a different monster. There's, like, there's and no finding the switches. No. There's no stopping him at all. Especially, oh, like, in this, in this type of mindset, like, him being in the finals, he talked about it last night. He, like, said, like, you know, that 2011 one versus the Mavericks always hunts him. Like, if you remembering stuff like that and thinking about stuff like that in this moment, like, nobody's about to stop him. Like, it's, it's not thinking it's his like, ass anymore. Yeah. And then, uh, what you call it, with AD, like, a lot of people thought, like, Bam, like, oh, Bam gonna stop AD. Bam gonna match up with AD. But I was like, they forget about Dwight, honestly, like, um, you seen the play last night, like, Bam tried to initiate the contact, and then, you know, flew back into the play, he hurt his shoulder on, basically. I'm like, bro, you can't be doing that. Like, I know you, like, obviously, like, we're, like, we're not as big as them. Like, I know you big, but Dwight is big. <laughs> like, you can't be trying to do the Devo, the White, and trying to, you know, on, I like, must have to go up. Like, the White is a big, like, big dude. Like, so. Orlando, like, he, I mean, he has broad shoulders. He's always had him, but like, yeah. White, big dude, you're not finna just push him around. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a really only, like, big guy, like, an inside presence that was really gonna put in work. Everybody that's thought he was gonna, like, that's yeah. the problem. Like, if he's, if Bam's guarding Dwight, who the hell gonna guard AD? Jay Crowder? I mean, I understand, like, yeah. those type of people, they pride themselves on defense, but. Yeah. AD's a skilled big. He's not one of them big just going to post you up. He's going to bring you out to yeah, the wing. Yeah. He'll hit you with a array of moves. And exactly. It's not looking exactly. too Yeah, it's like there's no there's no stopping AD whatsoever. Like, he's going to get his. We had 34 last night. Yeah, 34. He's putting, up, he's putting up 30 every 30 every game this series. And like I said, LeBron doing what he's doing, damn near a triple-double every game. It's going to be tough. Like, it's, I don't think, like I said, at this point, after I'm not riding nobody off. They're going to play tough hard to the end like last night they cut a 30 point lead to 13 like that so yeah, i think they're gonna be in the game every game but i just feel like if they they're not full you know up to if they don't have their full guys at full health full strength it's gonna be too hard to even steal one game but yeah. who would you say um i saw a question somebody posed this question last night between uh ad and lebron like if Eighty puts up thirty and ten, and maybe like five assists or five blocks, whatever he does. And LeBron's putting up damn near triple double, like twenty five points, ten assists, nine eight rebounds. Who do you think gets that MVP Finals MVP? Um, it's really for me. Well, no, this is just in general. It's all about the narrative now. Like, is LeBron's fifteenth season? He's thirty five. All that. It just depends, bro. Like, AD would have to be drastically better than LeBron for them to give it to him. Like. Even mm-hmm. if LeBron averages 23, but he averages a triple-double, I feel like they'll find a way to still give it to him. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't – I feel like if the series goes the way it has been going in the playoffs, like LeBron's been great, but AD's been – I don't know. I feel like AD's yeah. been really good this playoffs to me. Oh, yeah, of course. He should get it, but I think they'll give it to LeBron. Yeah. Only way LeBron don't get it is, is if he averages, like, less than 20, which I don't yeah. see. Maybe yeah, he's yeah. because he's sitting down in the fourth quarter because they're blowing him out, but – yeah, but he, play, he played the whole game last night because of the way they cut back. Yeah, he was so even like, up thirty. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, everybody was like, take him out, take him out. But he probably told Vogel like, I'm about to stay in. Like he he wanted to make sure like there was no because he knows the type of you know the shooters they got on the other end. And seeing that their comeback, even against the Celtics, some a uh, few games that they stole from them that they probably should have lost. Um. He was like, "Yeah, he probably, he probably." T- I think he probably told Vogel, "Like, yeah, keep me in the game until like we're gonna, we're gonna win this game. I gotta make sure we come out, you know, on top on this one because he wasn't trying to relive no moments, no twenty thirty point deficit. Uh, they faced a twenty thirty point deficit and they end up losing the game 
because that's gonna set the tone for the whole series. So that would, yeah, now nah, if something like that happened, that'll probably mess up the series to where it could go seven. You never yeah, know. Yeah, easily. But easily. one thing I will say, the only way I can see, I'm pretty sure you think the same thing. The only way I can see the Heat getting two games is if they have one of those crazy games where they hit like I don't know, send the NBA record for amount of threes hitting the playoff game, something like yeah. that. You know, uh, Robinson and Hero get hot. Yeah, so they can get hot easy. That's the thing. That's the scary part because when they're hitting, they're hitting. And it's just really nothing you can do about it. Like coming off the screen, hitting, you know, set shots, coming off the, um, what you call it, pick and rolls, pick and roll mm-hmm. sets, they'll step back. Like when they're hitting the shots, they're hitting the shots. And that's a scary thing. Like, it can get it from everywhere. Even Kendrick Nunn last night when he got, you know, put in the game, that, you know, they were talking about it, the commentators and stuff. Like he ain't been playing that well, but he came in the game. Yeah, no, just as many. Yeah, he had just as many points as he had minutes. So, yeah. like, if he's playing as like he's been playing the whole season as well, like he he really, well, he came in second in place in uh rookie rookie of the year vote. So if he's playing, if he plays how he's been playing, especially with Dragic out, he's probably gonna get the start now. If he plays the way he, been, he was playing throughout the year, it's it might be pretty tough. Um, it's you know. good to see him get some minutes though, because when they were talking about the reason why his minutes were taken away, it was kind of like it wasn't his fault. Like, he got, got, yeah. He got COVID and then he just kind of fell out the rotation. Yeah. That's how it is. Right, yeah. But that's, yeah. like you just said, that's how it is. When you hurt next man up, it's always like that. Yeah. And Drogic is, you know, a vet. And he was averaging like 20, 21 points too. So it's like. The team in uh, scoring during the playoffs. Yep. So it just made, I guess it it just made sense. Honestly, I wouldn't have made that change either. And just the, um, the way they were winning and, you know, the fashion and form they were winning, it probably just brought, like, a different edge. Like I said, just being a vet out there and, like you said, just being the leading scorer overall. Like, it's just been hard to make that switch up. Like, I was – but I didn't think his minutes would get cut. Like, I didn't know his minutes got cut, like, that drastically, though. Yeah, like, like he was in the minutes that – let me just throw you out there for the last two minutes and a half. Like, he wasn't yeah. He wasn't getting really crucial minutes. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like – but it – it, like I said, it is what it is, but he's gonna get the opportunity now. Um, you know, just see what he does with it. And I know you probably done seen it a few times on social media. You know, Jimmy Butler sitting on the bench saying like, "All right," and shaking his head and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You think that you think he got like a little bit of edge now? Like he, Jimmy Butler always plays hard. He always has an edge. You think uh, what you think he gonna do on Friday? He comes out, scores 30, 35. It depends how he's feeling because he's not Jimmy. Like Jimmy's not even that guy. If he drops thirty, it's a rare occasion. Like he's gonna, you know, he's gonna feed, get his teammates involved. But I could see him, you know, taking it in his own hands. Like I got to take over, but that's not really him, and that's not how the Heat play. So yeah. if you go for a thirty ball, it'll, I feel like it'll be within the floor of the offense. But I could see yeah. them, I could see them coming out with some fire. But then again, game one they came out fine. It was like fifteen to five at first. Yeah, and yeah. Ron and them just said, "Nah, it's not what we finna do." Yeah, so it's not there. It's not the, what, uh, you know what the run was? Somebody said it on one of the shows I was watching this morning, but it was like a seventy to thirty run, something like that. Oh geez, yeah, I didn't know. I, I heard like a, I guess a little bit of a smaller one, like after like that first quarter, or whatever. I guess when KCP was hitting the hit his threes to kind of get them back going, it was uh, I don't know. One I heard was like it was either twenty something or thirty something to like I don't remember like ten, fourteen, something somewhere in the ten, fourteen range, but it was. It was like thirty something to fourteen, something like that. I don't know, but the the flip was like so crazy. Like I said, because when I first saw it, it was losing about like ten, and then I got home, it was like sixty five to forty eight. I was like, "What the hell happened?" Yeah, and I was true. like, "I guess it was just like them hitting shots." And 
like I said, you just never know. Like if they have a if they're hot like that throughout this whole series, like it's just it's gonna be done sooner than later. But like I said, you typically don't get Lakers a Lakers team shooting like that, even though they got shooters like quote unquote shooters on their team. They don't be just hitting shots like that. But it was coming from Caruso, KCP, Danny Green. I mean Morris too. Yeah, yeah, Morris, yeah. Which is a solid pickup. The Morris brothers are always a solid pickup. I don't know why they be moving so much throughout the league. But <laughs> it seems like like, I don't know, you can, you know, they're not going to just, they, they stand for something. They're not going to let anybody disrespect them, which is obvious. Yeah. But they're a little hot-headish, and I guess they don't fit into every team culture. Because yeah. the, the one that's on the Lakers, he seemed like the chill brother, and the one on the Clippers. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. The Lakers one is definitely the chill one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I don't think um, they get moved around so much, bro. I really don't. They, they always win. But wherever they go, they great. They're great glue guys. Like, they play great. But... And then I was about to say this though. Uh, yeah, go ahead and move on. I forgot. I what was it about uh, the game last night? It has something to do with what we were talking. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I was saying, like, you know how you were talking about the Lakers just got hot. Like, the question was before the playoffs started, like, when they had those little practice games for the bubbles, remember when they couldn't mm-hmm. get anything? Oh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Depends on it the night. Happened. Yeah, just people like, it was like the question, yeah, basically, like, whether they'd be able to turn it on or not. Um, Cause they played them eight games. It's just kind of like for them, they were just joke games. Like they just needed one or two to wrap up the number one seed. They didn't really have to play hard like that. So, but it was like, can they really turn it on like that? And you know, you know the guys that can turn it on. You know, AD and LeBron always gonna be able to turn it on like you know like that. But other guys that took them a game or two like that first. I think what well, they did lose the first game um, against the against Portland, right? They either lost the first game. Or second. Not- that was one of the games. I don't remember which game it was. But basically, you know, whenever they were able to turn it on, like, after that first game or two or whatever, and then get in that playoff mode because Braun, I'm sure, you know, got in the ass and then, you know, let them know, like, you know, we're here to accomplish something. So, you know, it, it's been 4-1 every single series. So I will, I'll guess, like, if I'll change up a little bit, I'll give the Heat a game somewhere in there. It's going to have to be the Friday game because, like, that's the only really, really way I see it happening. Because you know they just coming up, you know, getting blown out. It's kind of like maybe they'll kind of just throw it, throw it out their memory, short term memory, and just you know get back out there and hopefully steal one. But if it's not on Friday, I don't think it's gonna happen. To be honest, like because uh-huh. closeout, it's, it's damn sure ain't happening on no closeout game. Like for LeBron, uh-huh. it's not happening on no closeout game. So let them get a three three zero. It's over with. But if it, if it isn't one, I'll give them the Friday one for sure. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'll say either if the, the the one game that I guarantee that they will get will come game two or game three. I hope it's game three, though. I don't want to see it be 1-1. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll be fine with it being 1-1. Like I said, like, you know, it, it's great. Uh, it's funny. I know you probably didn't see, like, little tweets as well. Like, each um playoff series has been, like, one little moment. Yeah, um, they yeah, yeah, they dance, and then they win the game, and they're just like, oh, nah. And then cut it down, but it, it it can happen. Like I said, they might win this this Friday game. I don't know who would be the one to be doing that, like the little dance or whatever off the off the heat. But you know they'll find an edge some way somehow, probably if it if it does come come down to that. But you know, who who knows? All I know is of course the Lakers more than likely gonna win this win this year because everything that happened, of course, As the city of Los Angeles and and and, and Kobe, Ooh. it just lined up for it just lined up to be that way and and, and all around it. Yeah, especially when the Clippers lost to the Nuggets. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is meant to be. Because right. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't – I was a little scared about that. I didn't know what was going to happen. But 
once the Nuggets came back from 3-1, I just knew it was meant to be. Whether they yeah. played the Celtics or the Heat. Yeah, honestly. I was hoping they still got to play the Clippers, though, to be honest, because I thought – I thought whether I think it, I thought it was gonna go maybe like six seven of course just like everybody else like it was gonna be a tough matchup it's been a tough matchup all year every time they played them but what the hell on camera go out it's been a tough matchup uh, every year every time they played them but I uh, I still thought they were gonna come out on top you know Clippers just never was like that I don't know like of course they got they got Paul George and they got Kawhi but it's like you look at you know, Paul George's track record throughout the, the playoffs last few years he's been there. It's like it, it wasn't good. Like so it's like nothing, it, it, it was his numbers decline all the time. Like so it wasn't nothing really to be scared of. Like Kawhi gonna need help. He can't do it all by himself. I don't care what no one really says. Nobody was stopping A D. Like they can say they can throw Montrell at him and say that and all that, but you know. Now he got man, if they would have all they had to do, if the Clippers made it past, all they had to do was watch the film from the last series because Joker, uh, Joker was giving him the work every time. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like nobody, if Joker is giving you work, like AD's for sure giving you buckets. So it's just, I, I knew it wasn't going to be, you know, that type of. It's probably all it was is probably going to be narratives and just like mental. Like mentally, they're probably going to lose a game or two. But skill wise, like they they can match up with them easily. I feel like you know it wasn't going to be nothing they could handle and it's just something like everybody wanted to see but it's like that it didn't now that it didn't happen it's just like you know everybody making jokes about the clippers or whatever and then you know all oh, like they're gonna kind of give it handed it to them or whatever you know just being haters and all that but that's a good topic before we uh end up soon or wrap it up soon but what do you think about the doc uh doc Clippers or doc rivers firing um 50 i'm 50 50 on it as well like i feel like his track record gave them somewhat of a reason to go in a different direction because he's he's blown leads before. He's never been to the conference finals with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But then again, like even I, I played in high school and college, but you can tell this in high school too. Like your coaches can only do so much. Like yeah. the players have to go out and perform. Exactly. It's not it's on it's on him to give them the game plan, put them in the right position. But Paul George has to make those shots. Doc Rivers not the one shooting the three out the side of the backboard. I mean, <laughs> that's on them for going cold, bro. Because literally, yeah. I, I watch game five, six, and seven, and they're up sixteen with like six mm-hmm. in the third quarter, and everything just unravels. Like maybe that's coaching a little bit because they're blowing leads, but the players yeah. out there, they're the ones. Yeah, allowing it happen. Yeah, like they're professional, so it's like know, at some right? point. I'm 50-50, bro, because I feel like it's somewhat Paul George and Kawhi's fault. Everybody's fault that didn't perform. Lou Will didn't play well in the bubble. All that. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. Every all their scores, all their key guys didn't play well. So it's like it ain't really his fault. But I, I, I they moved. I guess I can see a little why they moved on. But I didn't. I think like someone said, I thought they would maybe give them one more year with yeah, this but group. If they're gonna continue to keep this group, like you gotta give them one more year. Because even though it was like, it was an excuse, like it was a, a major excuse when they were talking about they didn't have much time to, you know, gel and, you know, form a bond and, and like get that, get that type of, you know, comfortability with each other and playing with each other, get used to each other. That was the biggest excuse ever because Lakers had to deal with the same thing. They, team, their whole starting time from last year to this year is literally totally different besides Le- LeBron. So it's like, you, you can't really make that excuse, but I can, like I said, like it kind of goes into it where I feel like they could have gave him one more year to work with that same group of people uh, or same group of, or same team or whatever, just to kind of like, you know, 
see and vet it out. But, you know, again, I guess I can see why they moved on just because he ain't been past the second round since he's been there. So last time he blew yeah. uh, he blew a three one lead three one lead to the Rockets, Josh Smith. Mm-hmm. So it's like certain stuff like that. I can I can understand and see why. I probably maybe it's like behind closed, it's probably like a mutual thing, maybe. Um, it, but, yeah, I agree with that. The mutual part, I do, because yeah. I don't, I just don't get that why they let him go. And because Kawhi, they said in the meeting, like he told Doc he wanted to play for him. So why would you like let him go and you just got him to come and play with you? So, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see who the, uh, the replacement is. I feel like oh, yeah. I'm feeling that it's already one of the assistants on the staff, Tyloo or um, what's his name? Gisele. Gisele, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that probably be the only, like the right move, honestly. I don't think there's really. Gonna bring in? I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's really anyone out there that they would like want to bring in. The coach has to like, be respected and be able to handle some of the personalities on the team. I'm not saying exactly. that there's a handful, but him and people like Morris, like they have different personalities, so you can't bring in some pushover. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any coaches that got let go last you know few years that might. The only one like. They're not bringing in D'Antoni. I can't see that. <laughs> Three ball with – no, nah, nah. They're not bringing in D'Antoni. They, like I said, they're probably going to come with him. I think probably Ty is probably up next for the job. They probably, you know, give it to him. Um, which he probably – I mean, I guess he deserves it. I probably would say – I don't know. I just – I'll be just thinking – I'll be trying to think of, you know, black coaches, of course. So, I'm thinking of – ain't really much out there. But I know Nate McMillan did a good job when he was with Indiana. Yeah. Did they let him go? I they did. Him. Yeah. They got out of heat. I forgot why they said they let him go, but yeah. So I feel like you know it's a possible. More than likely, I just think it's Tyler. I don't think anybody. I can't think of anybody really off the top of my head. They. I think you know Mark Jackson name always be floated around, but I don't know. I just feel like his job too good in broadcasting for him to want to coach again. He wants to coach again, but I'm just like you might as well just stay where you are, bro. Like, you and Jeff Van Gundy. So, but I would. I would think. If they're gonna go anybody, it's pretty much what you say. It gotta be somebody that can handle that can also relate to them, but handle their personalities as well. Cause it's a team full of, you know, star like players or known players that have personalities. So and for one me, those guys. One more quick thing for me, bro. I feel mm-hmm. like they wouldn't have made that decision without having like a plan B, like yeah, not even just another coach in mind, like they're already in negotiations or some type of talks. Cause you can't just fire Doc and yeah, you gotta have somebody else to replace them. But we'll, yeah. We'll I think we should we should know who their new head coach is within the next two to three weeks. Yeah, for sure. You think uh, you think they got like are going to keep the same group of guys? Or you think they got some type of trade like in the works? Like trade? Like they're thinking about possibly pulling off? Or I don't know who they can really trade, bro. Because you like would they trade Paul George again after what they gave up to give him to get him? Oh no! I be seeing like I be sometimes like I just made a little Instagram for for this podcast or whatever, and sometimes I be like people. I just be following whoever follow me, and there be some people that just be coming up with something like trades or whatever. And one of them had him going to Brooklyn for uh like Spencer Dinwiddie and uh Karis Levert. They got and some young people see that, but I don't yeah. think I, I, my fault. I don't think um, no, nah, you good. I don't think Brooklyn would do that, bro. To be honest, I don't think it. Yeah, I, was, I don't, That's exactly what somebody said too. I was like, I feel like that's too much. That's Levert giving up too much. Promise too, bro. Yeah, Levert and Dinwiddie there. They're, like I, said, I feel like that is too much for Paul. Yeah. Like them two, and because I think it was also picks as well. So like picks and the, those two young and upcoming players. 
to get them, they gave up every first round pick into I think it's 2026, which sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. especially like, when he performed in the playoffs. Like, y'all got him for that, but yeah. So I don't even think they could or should would even think about doing it because, like you said, how many like the number of picks they gave up like that would be, I don't know, idiotic. Unless you're getting unless you're getting picks in return, like first round picks in return to replace that, it'd be idiotic because you know try to trade them, especially after one year, you know, and the type of year that it was like you know y'all were playing and they had to stop and then come back and start playing again. Like let them try to maybe get that full season under their belt and see just you know kind of oh, what happened. Ain't no way. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot tougher though. A lot tougher. Uh, Golden State's coming back. I don't know how they're gonna look. I'm not saying they're gonna be championship contenders, but the West is stacked now. Yeah, yeah. They gonna be. They gonna be straight. They gonna be straight. They got the you know the three headed monster that they already had. They got a number one pick whether they keep it or trade it. They got Andrew Wiggins now in the fold. Like he has promise. He just has the. Yeah. But with them, all the a lot of attention is gonna be gone from him. So he's gonna be able to get his buckets for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean. It'd be interesting overall to see, uh, kind of like what happens with them in the off season. I know they're gonna cram everything together. They're trying to start by Christmas, but you know everything should unfold pretty fast. We won't have a bunch of stuff to talk about all the time, as you know, as usual. But uh, I guess to end off the show real quick, we just do predictions, you know, for Thursday night football. Um, and then uh, you know, just say a little, say you know whatever we gotta say to end off the show, and then of course we'll be on again soon. So. Don't worry about it. Everybody, like I said, we'll see that again because he's gonna be my new coach or whatever. But um, just Thursday night thoughts and football, or Thursday night thoughts and like maybe your score prediction or whatever. Um. Well, one little quick thing for if you guys didn't know, I have a small problem. I like to bet on sports like football and stuff. So I'm oh, betting tonight. And um, what are you betting at? Huh? No, I have like, I have a friend. We bet and he's respected like he pays every time so we just we have our little thing where we send a list of games and who we pick for the week and we probably bet on like five games a week and we put like 20 on it and you know you win some you lose some and then i do those little apps that i sent you like last year fox bet but i'm about to really get into the game oh, yeah. i do i'm about to try to do it too i mean i do fan duel i do the fox thing too i've been doing that um i ain't never hit yet but fan yes, i'll be getting like Maybe like 10 cent, 12 cent here and there. I'd be doing like a little small ones, but I think the most I've ever gotten was like $10 one time. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll definitely, we'll, we'll do that. But you've been on the game tonight. Who you got? Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, back to what I was saying about that. Um, I'm betting with the Jets. It's really a hard pick because both teams, like the, well, they're both decimated with injuries, but I just feel like the team with the quarterback in place, even though he doesn't have many weapons around him, I don't even think Le'Veon is playing tonight. But nah, I, I, feeling that I trust Sam Darnold more than Brett Rippon, to be honest. Like, he was a third-string guy. He was on the practice squad. He doesn't have any chemistry with receivers. Cortland Sutton's hurt. Von Miller's not there. Denver just hasn't really looked promising with all the talent they have. The Jets haven't either, but I just – I just have a small feeling that the Jets are going to pull it out. And I would say my prediction will be 27-17. It should be more offense, but I don't I don't think so. 27-17 would be my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Both teams pretty much dealing with the same thing. Injuries, not playing up to, you know, the talent level that they had or had. And honestly, like I said, without Von Miller there, both defenses kind of suck a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but – I didn't even realize what you call got hurt last week. Uh, Broncos uh, backup. 
um who they had backing them up? Blake, not Blake, Blake Bortles. I think they got Blake Bortles. You're but doing. who? Driscoll. Oh, what you call it? Jeff Driscoll? He was a backup. He got benched. Oh, oh he got benched. Yeah, he oh, got wow. benched in the Tampa Bay game, so that's why the dude is starting. And I know this dude's name is familiar because he was in our class, so I used to keep up with, like, the quarterbacks in our class 2015. Yeah. But, yeah, so he was in 2015. He's pretty straight, but we'll see how he does in his first start. Yeah, if there's a first start, so it's going to be tough. I mean, yeah, I mean, he got – oh, that reminds me. I need to figure out if I'm going to take Fant out or if I'm going to – I might have to leave him. Nah, I don't know. I would, I, cause I got Jimmy. It's a different league though. But I got Jimmy Graham. Um, I picked him up just cause he did well last week, and they got Nick Foles in the game now, so he might get more opportunity. So he, he, had, he had a decent day last week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had, a, yeah, a great day. Uh, torched us. So I'm thinking. I now I, I got it on IR though. So I got Goddard, Fant, and Jimmy Graham. I don't know if I'm gonna keep Fant in though. But I'm thinking like. Typically, when new quarterbacks come in, they typically like to look at tight ends a I lot. Though. See that, bro? That's their now. That's yeah. their like a big target. Just you know, yeah. If I don't think anybody's open, I'm gonna throw it to you across the middle. Like exactly, you trust them more than or somebody. You never know. He could, he could have been with somebody on the practice squad that got elevated, so they have some type mm -hmm. of chemistry. Stuff like that works. That's why um Daniel Jones and um Darius Slayton have exactly. such a they used to be together on the practice squad. Exactly. Exactly. You got fan on one of your teams, though. You keeping them in? Or you taking them out? Um, I have to look at my roster again. I don't know who's my backup, but he's bound for one good play. He has speed, so I could, even though he might not get you know six or seven catches, he could get one catch. It goes for eighty yards, and I'm good with those twelve points. So we'll see. That's true. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take a look at it. I got to see who the uh, Bears play this week, um, and then I'll figure it out from there. But yeah, yeah for me, you said who? Real quick, one more thing. One other reason why I'm picking the Jets, their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, like he sends a lot of blitzes. And for a new quarterback, that just he might not have the best day, bro. He might, yeah, that's gonna be too much. He's gonna be able to read, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be moving to that room, like you said, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that for sure. And, um, of course, they got Darnold back there. And if they got, if they get, I forgot, I got Jameson Crowder on the team too. If, Jay, if they get him back as well. As it is another target, um, to yeah, he needs help, bro, because yeah. Mims from Baylor, he hasn't played a game yet either, so yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough. They've been throwing the uh, Coco, little, these little white receivers, yeah, <laughs> and bro from No Cross, yeah, exactly. So, I, did. I don't know, I think your prediction line is pretty, pretty accurate. It might be if it if it gets ugly, like, so, like, soon, like, if the Jets are able to score, and like you said, Greg Williams continues to blitz that. At bro, and he can't really read the defense. He can't really, and they don't pick up protection really well. It can mm -hmm. get ugly real quick. So I, I might go as far as say it might be like, Jets could put up thirty something points. Like I said, especially if Jameson Crowder is coming back. So no. I'd say like thirty to seventeen. So it's close to where you said twenty seven seventeen. I'd say thirty to seventeen. So that sounds about right. And then just exactly. the only bad thing about it is like I feel like the Broncos have so much promise, especially after the draft. Like they got mm -hmm. Judy Hamler with Sutton, yeah. and then they. Have Backs, even though uh Lindsay's hurt, but Melvin Gordon and Lindsay, like exactly, they're supposed to have a no yeah, that offense is supposed to be crazy, yeah, crazy. But Drew Locke, you know, him getting hurt, I don't know how long he out for, but him getting hurt kind of threw all that out the folds. But you know, hopefully, they're able to find something in one of these backups to get them keep them afloat in that uh, in no, that I division, think, yeah, it's it, probably gonna be over it. for a wild card. We already know that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's it. They was all they were gonna be playing for is a wild card. But I mean, 
AFC, I can't even think. I mean, AFC is still looking pretty strong. We got we got Baltimore still looking good. Uh, now that Ben Ben's back, um, even Tight. the Browns, they're two and one right now. They figured it out. You can't let Mayfield throw the ball. Uh, I understand that, bro. Like they should, their play action games should be so lethal with Hunt and Hunt and uh, Chubb, and then you have Odell. Like they exactly. Should People play That's why I might have to trade Odell from the. I got him on two different fantasy teams. I probably got to trade him because he don't. He only had one decent game, and he still only had four catches in that one game. Only like yeah. six targets. Like they can't trust Mayfield. He's just. I don't know. I guess. I mean, they think he's a guy, but I don't think he's a guy. Like especially <laughs> if they had. Like yes, you got a lethal backfield, but they're lethal in the passing and running game, and you can't even utilize them really like that. Like you said, they pat they uh play action should be crazy if they had the right quarterback for the yeah. system so i feel like they gotta get rid of them they gotta get they gotta find another quarterback i don't know who where when yeah that's what i'm saying he did three years yeah, exactly like they can't one they can't just move on from him it's like there's no other that quarterback ain't just out there available they're not just emerging like you know you can have a receiver or a running back emerge because they got that you know they're going to be able to get the touches or even just the experience like you said maybe practice squad or whatever the case may be but like first round pick he thrown into the not throwing the bar, but first round pick. He should be playing up to par. But you know, I just I've never been big on Baker, and I don't know if he's a guy that you know take him over that hump. But I think they'll get. They should be able to sneak a playoff spot. They don't even really have that type of schedule this year. Besides, like their division, they don't really got anybody that they play outside of the division. That's. I'm gonna be uh, honest, with you, it shouldn't even matter for them. Like they just need yeah. to be able to put it together. I know they're the Browns. I know their history, but like all that talent y'all have, especially on defense, you got Gary. Yeah. Greedy Denzel Ward. Yeah. A lot of the guys is hurt them. I think they got they're getting a lot of them back either it was either last week or this week. But their defense is stacked too. Yeah. yeah. Rush like on all three levels. So yeah. We'll see though. And they got um what's his name? Ronnie Harrison. I know he's not a big yeah. name, but he had a good year for us last year. So I feel like yeah. he's making an impact. Exactly. So I don't know. Overall, we'll see. But of course, that was our predictions. Um Thursday night football. Jets will take it. I don't know how many times, too many more times I'm gonna say that this year, but Jets should win this one. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, of course, this is our first show together, first of many. Um, whether it's gonna be on this show or we, we come up with our own little, you know, show that we put together, whatever, different graphics and all that. But uh, of course, you can just, you know, sign out, just let everybody know. Of course, where they can find you, where they can follow you at. Um, and yeah, just any just last words in general. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. I look forward to being on here or on our other on our own show, like you said. But uh, you guys can follow me. My Twitter handle. I need to change it because I haven't changed it since like eighth grade. But it's like that underscore file for something crazy like that. And my Instagram is that underrated. Need to change that too. Not on social media enough, but mm. I look look forward to hearing back from y'all and y'all tuning in to a great show. We only I only plan to get better at this. So yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they better, they better me. Honestly, it's just growing. Like, just getting on the mic and just kind of coming out there and do it. I already said that, but you know, you'll look back at it and see that you did perfectly fine. Like I said, it's just honestly, we're just getting on here and talk, talking. But of course, we got a lot of things planned. Um, of course, I'm glad to have my guy, uh, one of my really good friends, you know, be on board with me. Uh, we'll be putting out a lot of different content, whether it's just regular, regular uh, sports talk shows like this. We'll do some game shows, we'll do a bunch of little different things, you know. Talking about like posing different questions, debating that, whatever you know the case may be. So probably have some of our old teammates on and, and everything as well. So y'all be uh sure to tune in, follow us. You already know where to follow uh me and this podcast at right there at 
WTGMTM podcast. And then, of course, my regular one is uh, G the first. I probably got to change mine as well. And then Instagram is what the game means to me as well. So signing off again for another episode. I appreciate you guys for tuning in um, to another episode of what the game means to me. And we'll uh, see you soon, very, very soon. See you next time, folks. I'm going to catch y'all.